Hello, friends, and welcome once again to everybody's favorite therapy-themed podcast. This is This Changes Everything. I'm your host, Sarah, and with me, as always, is the man who's taken the show from uh, TikTok to podcast world and now was just on television. It's Therapy Jeff. Hi, Therapy Jeff. That's right. I'm a big TV star. I know. Now you're in, like, every media, like, platform there is. That's what I'm going for. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Taking over the world. (laughs) How was that? You were just on... Yeah. A talk show as yeah. like online therapist, like specialist uh-huh. over here. <laughs> yeah, it was called the Talk. It's a, this like daily daytime talk show, and uh, it was they. The producer called me a little a uh, few months ago or something and asked if I was interested. I said yes, and they're like, "All right, if we have an opportunity, then we're going to get you in." And they called me. They're like, "Okay, we want to fly you down to LA." And <gasps> whoa, yes, yeah, so flew me down. I stayed you in went a very on an fancy hotel. Too? <laughs> I did. Oh my gosh, uh-huh. that is fancy. It was very fancy. And I was excited, but also like nervous because it's live TV. <gasps> it's, yeah, so it's not like pre recorded. Uh, they gave me some of the questions, the stuff, the topics that we were going to talk about. And I was like, okay. And I was pumping myself up. They were sort of like, they're pretty easy softball questions. And I go down there and then it's like day of the recording and they put me in a little room and they put a little bit of makeup on me and <laughs> they're like getting me ready. It's getting closer and closer and I'm feeling fine. Like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little nervous, but very manageable. And then I'm like standing there and they're about to announce me to like walk out. And right before I walk out, like onto the stage, I'm just like, Oh no, I start to get lightheaded. Oh no. And if, Oh no, you're a passer outer. I know this. Exactly. Exactly. (gasps) And getting lightheaded. Oh no. And then the fear of that is the, yeah, is the first sign that I might faint. And so I was like, damn it. Oh uh, my God. The fear that you're about to possibly faint on live yep. television mm-hmm. in front of Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> in front of Jerry O'Connell from, how do people know? From Stand By Me? Uh, he was I, or in... I was going to be like, from Married to Rebecca Romaine, Stamos. <laughs> right. Which, I yes. mean, now she's dropped the Stamos, but. Yeah, that's right. She's, I um, love her. No, also, he was in Kangaroo Jack. He was also in like Joe's apartment, which was like a TV yeah. series where he's like friends with roaches or yes. something. Yeah, I liked that. Very random. I kind of like him. He's been. Yeah, he, he's he, he's a lot. The thing yeah, is, like, is that like all of these like hosts, they're like they're very nice people, but they kind of they act like they're exaggerated selves. Yeah, you know, yeah. like on the show because that's what you you got to do on a daytime talk show. But I walk out, I'm lightheaded and I'm just like, well, I'm going to, I just have to like get through this. It's like six or seven minutes. I need to not pass out. And so I was doing like this internal self-talk of like breathe. Everything's fine. I all of a sudden became very conscious of like my legs. Like, where do I put my legs? I have no, you know what I mean? Uh, So I just, so, it was like it's like what do was, I do with my hands? What do I do with my hands? How do I be yeah. a person anymore? How right. do I be in this body? Uh, oh my god! So it was more. I wasn't able to be as relaxed as I wanted to. And the thing that threw me off the most, which maybe you've had experience in these situations, Sarah, but the audience, the live oh, yeah. audience, was yeah. just like busting up laughing, and I was yeah. like. Okay, I'm not this funny. And this feels like performative. Like, calm down because now I don't know how to play off of this or be here. You know what I mean? Well, I've never had somebody do that to me. 
that like <laughs> like I was too. Oh no, none of none of the none of the real world after show challenge after show. Oh right, audience yeah. members are trying to win me over. They're trying uh-huh. to like squash me down and make me uh, feel terrible so it's the opposite right. but i can imagine that they're like oh my god therapy jeff you're the best mm-hmm. tell me i'm yeah. not crazy right yeah so now that i've oh, like man. had the experience i feel a lot better about if i have the experience again i know what to expect i didn't faint man. i survived Thank it was good, okay good job yeah thank you yeah i really liked what you said about single people and when you said because it it might go away at, at, any, at moment. any moment it, might, it could cherish end it. Yes. cherish it i was like <laughs> laughing that was so funny I'm like there but jeff you're so clever right so uh, i also don't like the only angle i look good in i've said this before is just like the you're like straight direct you're looking straight oh, at me angle any yeah. other angle so you know i'm not the one controlling the cameras or the lights or anything but in all right. my tiktok and instagram videos i have complete control over it right. and i don't have any control over and my like peripheral i look yeah. like a monster like i don't even look like myself <laughs> i don't know how i let myself go outside like oh no, that's not true <laughs> it's true sarah you have to say this because you're a good friend but no, uh, I have to say no. this because I've been on television and I know that you think all of those things. And then if you're on there enough, you realize, oh, I'm just being overly self-critical and everybody worries like that. And we're all just like human beings. Mm. And then you forget about it because you're like, if I worry about all of yes. this, I, I won't sure. have any Maybe. free space to like ha- think any other thoughts. Yes. There, it, it's also like a, so it's just a like, weird... It's like exposure therapy. Just do it like 10 yes. more years and then you will also <laughs> give zero fucks. <laughs> All right. That's what I'm going to shoot for. There you go. Good advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you? What's going on with you, Sarah? Oh, man. I am feeling good. I'm feeling the the like spillover love from this amazing weekend uh, wedding that I went to this weekend. Yes. Eli's yeah. sister got married and I just adore that couple. They are so cute. I mean, first of all, lesbian wedding. So already 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. You're like, we, I fun. love a queer, I love a queer yes. space to celebrate love. Hello. Yes. And these two are, were so about like their goal. They set like goals and intentions for the wedding, like wanting to make it uh, something where the, the people who were in attendance, like, felt seen like who does that where the wedding like the people getting married are like i want to make sure that all of the people here are seen and feel like you know part of this it was the most beautiful ceremony Mm. they they hand wrote notes to every single guest that were like all hanging from this little card tree and like because they're both like in education and like okay like i mean ugh. It was the cutest thing. The wedding speeches were so good. I just cried, bawled my eyes out. It was like, you know, when you go to a wedding and you feel like this is love, like these guys are going to make it like these, this is you leave like feeling hopeful about love and Mm. rather than like, uh uh-oh, like it's, I've definitely been to weddings where it's the opposite where you're like, I give them five years or whatever. (laughs) I love you know, it's terrible. So this was the opposite of that. It was Good. so gorgeous and so just like special. And I like looked at Eli and I'm like, well, now we have to elope because the bar is too high. Oh, yeah. 
For sure. We cannot outdo that. We cannot even c- c- hold a candle to this, this, the, the burning flame of love that was that weekend. Did Eli give a speech? Yeah, he did a really cute speech with all of his siblings. So there's a whole bunch Aww. of them. They got five siblings. And so they all got up there and had, did this really cute, like rhyming poem because she's a freaking preschool teacher. So mm-hmm. like a pre-K teacher and like, she loves like children's books and like, that's how the couple communicates their love with children's books, like sending like children's books to each other. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) the cutest thing in the whole world. So yeah, that's how I am. I'm just like basking in the love. Mm -hmm. I love that for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I love wedding dancing. So hello. Was there, I think, was there like a song, a wedding song? Like, was there... You know what? This was um it was very like mountainy, outdoorsy, woodsy kind of theme. So everybody kind of Arf. went with that like mountainy, um Ugh. almost like a uh what the hell is her name from Fleetwood Mac? Stevie Nicks. It was kind of oh, like Stevie okay, Nicks like okay. look with like cowboy mm-hmm. boots and like that. That's so cool. like when Fleetwood Mac came on, like everybody was like really mm-hmm. into it. And so mm-hmm. I think those they are kind of like some Yeah. 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 Cool. I definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> Dusted off the old boots from the back of the closet. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out everything. That's why Shopify's all in one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Sarah, what are we talking about today? We are talking about uh, a subject that I think is very good to cover before we head in to the like new year. You know, I think we're like creeping mm. up on December over here, which is might as well be January. And that's like goal setting time. But I, te- I don't want to be panicky and rushed come, you know, December like 29th where I'm like, wait, shit, what, how do I even set goals? So mm-hmm. we thought maybe we'd talk a little bit about self growth mm-hmm. uh, and, and like the topic of self growth. For this <laughs> we're just we're just focusing on you today yeah we're I, focusing yeah, on you on yeah a lot often we talk a lot about relationships on here family right. siblings like you know uh couples how to find Definitely. a part blah 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 this is an episode where you get to talk all about you we're centering you mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> well, that me, being me, said me. uh <laughs> before we dive into some of the fantastic questions that you sent us. Um, there is something about self growth that can be sort of weird and toxic and almost like hyper individualistic um, and, and kind of a American sort of like pulling yourself yeah. up by the bootstraps. And yeah. I think sometimes there's a, there's a path that people can go on of self-growth where they like don't care about anybody else. For and sure. 
they're kind of dicks and they're like, these are my boundaries. And you're not like taking accountability for the effect or the impact that you're having on other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just want to say that like, there's like, there's a toxic side of self growth, uh, self growth and self care also like there's, so we're, we're going to acknowledge that and, um, and understand that like, we're not trying to tell you to not care about anybody else. And there's also such a thing as there's self-care and then there's community care where you receive care from your community, where you, uh, or you give care to your community, to your community. And that feels fulfilling. And that's also a form of growth, right? Um, so it's, it's not so much about like cutting everybody off, never talking to your family, only focusing on yourself. Uh, but there is something kind of uh, selfish in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we yeah. do need to focus on ourselves. Who else is going to focus on you if not you, right? So um, we're going to try to talk about all the things that you can do in order to grow while also not being a turd about it. Yeah. You know, I always think of that air mask, you know, analogy, like when mm-hmm. the uh, the air mask drops down when you're in the plane, put yours on. And then the rest of that sentence is before you help someone else. Mm-hmm. So the intention is help yourself for the purpose of then being in the, the best place to be able to connect to and help those around you. Mm-hmm. If we forget the second part and it's just like, put the air mask on and the rest of y'all can fuck off. Like you're on your own. <laughs> Good luck out there. Then you're an asshole. And I think if we ask people like that, what you're totally describing is like an individualistic culture versus like maybe collective culture mm-hmm. and like the attitudes of who, uh, who are we doing this for and why? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I find when I work with clients, even people who may on the surface, uh, uh, look like, oh, I want to make a bunch of money or I want things that are like self-fulfilling. If mm-hmm. you really dig deeper, well, why, why, what's the purpose of that? It usually is for some form of recognition, connection, or uh, acceptance from others mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and with others. Yeah. So at the end of the day, that's really what we want here. And we have to remember like what the end goal is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. When like people who, I remember one of the very first things that you, um, you and I talked about when we were even talking about this podcast was doing an episode where you said you can't mental health your way out of accountability. And Mm -hmm. that I just love that. I, that I think (laughs) about that so often and it kind of feels similar of like, you can't use in the same way you can't use, uh, self growth as, an excuse for bad behavior. behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, okay, bad behavior for the purpose of, but I'm getting better. No, you're not. You're an asshole. So now that we've got that, uh, that's like our preface. It's a good preface. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's tricky. We've, we've talked about, you know, we only have talked about this preface for four minutes, but we could do a whole podcast on it. Um, for sure. Yeah. So we're just, that's just sort of like the disclaimer before we get into everything. Yes. 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 So, well, should we dive right into our first question? Let's do it. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, listener asked, I've been focusing on self-growth, but I'm also trying to accept myself as I am. How can I balance self-improvement with self-acceptance and stopping too hard on myself? Mm. 
Yeah. I think this is like, this is such a common question of where, how do you push yourself and how do you sort of like accept yourself and do they, is, do you do one and then the other and then one and then the other? Can they operate at the same time? Do you think they can operate at the same time? What do you think, Sarah? Yeah. Like self-acceptance. And, you know, I think one of the key words in this is improvement and growth. None mm-hmm. of those say like self-perfection or self like mm-hmm. super awesomeness, do everything great all the time. It's mm-hmm. really just like accepting where you are and are you better than you were yesterday? Are you one person? Did you learn something? Are mm-hmm. you, um, I always think of the four agreements and uh, one of them is always do your best and your best changes from one day to the next. Oh, okay. Here's a question for you that's sort of related, maybe not related. Do you believe that everyone is doing their best? (laughs) Ooh, I feel like everyone is surviving, Uh but I don't feel like uh, we all have the same tools to do so. And I think that one of those tools would be hope in different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with all the tools and all the awareness that we have, do you think everyone is like trying their best out there? Or do you think that like they way, could yeah. be doing better? Yeah. That uh, th- I, those are I think are two different questions. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, or yes. like two different no, they things. Are. You know. I guess we could always Is be everybody doing, doing their best? Like I think that you know, I always think of the song uh <laughs> it's oh my gosh, now I better get it right. Oh, Sarah. Uh, think about it. I think it's by Notorious B.I.G. And he goes, <laughs> like, this song is dedicated to all those people who call the police to me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. And, mm. you know, so I feel like every behavior serves a function. Mm-hmm. And if the behavior is I have to sell drugs so that my I can stay right. alive and my daughter can eat then that's doing the best based on your circumstances. And is everybody like coping? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think present us is trying as hard as we can, but I don't think that present us always has all of the skills, awareness, resources, you know, abilities to do what is socially or societally accepted as you know, labeled the best. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Yeah. Our producer wants us to know that you got that song correct. And yes. in fact, it's called Juicy. Juicy. So. I always forget the name because it's one of those songs where you can sing the entire song. And I don't even know if he says the word juicy. And those songs <laughs> always throw me off because I always want it to be like the the first line of the chorus. And that's mm-hmm. not how that goes. So that I always forget the name of that. But like. I I I think I agree with you. I think that like. Under the circumstances, everybody is trying to do their best. Even if we look at somebody else and we're like, they're obviously not doing their best. They should do more, could do more. Again, though, that's a separate question, I guess. I think it also is, is, is 
important for us to remember that and, and recognize that so that we can give ourselves a little self-compassion. Now, this doesn't mean that present you or future you won't look back at past you and go, we could do better. Like we mm-hmm. like, because maybe the awareness grows or mm-hmm. we have feelings from our actions that then we want to respond to, you know, like the same situation differently in the future is to avoid those feelings, blah, blah, blah. So I think that we can recognize very quickly. I think even that's like what shame or guilt or any of that, mm-hmm. like we do the action. And then two seconds later, we're like, fuck, shouldn't have done that. We we should also talk about like maybe the difference between guilt and shame because uh, oh, yes. you're talking about that a bit here. You do an action and then if you feel bad about it, you might feel guilty and you might feel shame. Guilt, right, is feeling bad about the thing that you did. Shame is feeling bad about the thing that you did and feeling like you're a bad person because yes. of it. I right? am bad. You are I bad. did this thing that was bad, but exactly. I'm a good person. Yeah. Yes. And guilt is a very normal and sometimes very healthy, okay reaction to have. Like we should feel guilty when we do bad things sometimes so that we can be like, oh, I feel guilty, which uh, when I feel guilty, I am suffering. I don't like that feeling. And when yeah. I suffer, it can motivate me to change because I don't want to feel that feeling ever again. And then I go ahead and hopefully learn the lesson only once, but probably more (laughs) times than that. But if I'm feeling ashamed, I am a bad person because of this, that's going too far. That's if you're coming in, if you're my client and you're filled with shame, then we typically have to spend a long time being like, where's the shame coming from? Where did you learn that? Who sent you this message that you're a bad person? We can, we're just looking at the behavior. The behavior you did was maybe bad, but the person who did it isn't a bad person. Yeah. And it's always a message that you got and received about right. how you mm-hmm. should be feeling that's mm-hmm. usually fucked up. Messaging. Yeah. Exactly. And you've internalized it. We've all internalized it. Yeah. And it makes sense yeah. that there's a feeling of shame there. Yeah. Um, we've, we're going all over the place on this yeah, question. Yeah, I don't even know if we a- answer the question. I don't so think we have. <laughs> how do we balance that? We kind of, how do we balance self improvement with its self acceptance? So I want to improve, but also this is like I'm doing my best, measuring yourself against uh, who you were yesterday. Like, one, uh, oh, I recently heard such. I actually heard this at the wedding and I was like, I am going to take that and use that in therapy. That is so good. Somebody mm-hmm. said that when you are navigating like an, an aircraft, like flying a plane, if you just change course by one degree, after a while, you will be in a completely different part of the world. Maybe not right away because mm-hmm. it takes mm-hmm. a little while for that the trajectory to kind of mm-hmm. change. But now you do one degree one day and then one degree maybe two days later and one degree – like that course shifts and you are on like literally the other side of the world by just changing a few degrees and giving it time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good metaphor. Yeah, I, like I was that. like, oh, that's good. That's yes. Good. Yeah, because sometimes we I, – I know often I'm hard on myself for change not happening very quickly. Like I hold myself to this, this – like you've read about it. You should be able to do it. You teach other people how to do it. Come on. Like just be a perfect right. person. What? And so I want change to happen like 
right this second and never give myself the uh, uh, time and and to even like build new habits or learn new routines. And I'm like getting hard on myself and, and beating myself up, which then causes me to not want to engage in that routine because I'm feeling mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. And, and I haven't even like given myself enough time to, to really like let the, the yeah. change take place or learn or Blah blah blah. So you gotta go on the journey, but it is it is yeah. very annoying that that change takes time. That's one of my most unfavorite things about change is that you have to do it. So, so <laughs> you long. have to wait for it. Yeah. Sometimes it, it you know it's kind of like a haircut where like your hair growing where you mm-hmm. don't notice your hair growing like day to day, week week, but then one day you'll just be like, oh my god, it's so long. It's so I need a haircut real bad, you know. And it can be like that. And you know, since we don't have something like our roots or you know the length of our hair to serve mm-hmm. as a marker, having a guide or having something that you can reference or look back on, it might be a, a journal that you wrote in, or mm-hmm. it might be uh, text messages that you sent when you were communicating with. I don't know, a partner and like looking back and on behavior or action or, or your thoughts mm-hmm. in yeah. the past. And there's, there's lots of apps where that can track your feelings and your daily yeah. journals. And even Apple has like their own, like uh, integrated one where they ask you how you're feeling, but you can also ask yourself how you were feeling like a year ago on this day, if you want to take a longer view. Um, there's so yeah, self improvement and self acceptance can happen at the same time. Understanding that you're on a journey, they're asking like, how do I avoid being too hard on myself? Ah, <laughs> it's it's tricky because I think that a lot of people, um, had learned a long time ago that in order to motivate yourself, you need to be hard on yourself, right? right. When you can actually be really validating and affirming and your own little cheerleader, right? There's lots of positive things that you can say to yourself that will make you feel really inspired to change. But if you do this like critical voice kind of bullshit, it's probably not going to get you where you want to go as quickly as you want to end up, you know? It makes me want to bust out the old CBT triangle and little Mm -hmm. thoughts, feelings, and actions and behaviors. They are Mm -hmm. all connected. You can Mm -hmm. draw a little triangle, maybe a big triangle. I don't care. (laughs) And on one corner, write thoughts and on one corner, write feelings and on the other, write actions and behaviors. And then think what you can enter the triangle at any point. What are the feelings I'm having? What are the actions I'm seeing? Or what are the thoughts I'm having and work backwards to kind of recognize how they're all connected. Oh, I'm feeling really guilty. What thoughts are making me feel this is where like the awareness comes in and and being able to like tune in to that internal dialogue and like what you're thinking. And this is like raising the awareness. What thoughts am I having right now? I'm having the thought of, oh, I should usually those thoughts will start with should. I mm-hmm. should be better at this. I should be making this much money, living in this house, have this done blah, blah, blah. And then you look at those and you go, wait, is this a fact or is this a thought? Mm -hmm. Chances are good. It's a thought and thoughts ain't facts. So why are we like building an entire belief system on a bunch of bullshit? (laughs) 
Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's good to just sort of like write that down, see if that resonates with you. Does this match? Do you want to change anything about it? Yeah. Then you change the thought to something more accepting. Feeling changes. And then there when the go. feeling changes, the action behavior changes. Mm-hmm. How do you feel when you feel guilty? Oh, I, I do the opposite of the thing I want to do, which causes more of the bad thoughts. Blah, blah, blah. Goes around in circles. I could do that all day. It goes around in a triangle. Somewhere. Triangle. Okay. Okay. Fair. <laughs> this is true. Well, before we dive any deeper into growth, let's talk about something that I know gets in the way of growth. And that can often be our very toxic relationship that we have with technology, with phones. I hear from a lot of people that they have goals to try to create some healthier boundaries and better relationships with technology. Yeah, I have those goals. It's I actually talked to my therapist last week about how much I'm on my phone and I have, you know, I have this perfect excuse. I'm a content creator. This is my right. work. I'm in my notes app actually writing things all day long. But when I'm on my phone, even if I'm doing work, all the apps want me to click on them so bad. And I always end up spending way too much time. And then every Sunday, I don't know why I haven't turned this off. I shouldn't turn this off. But every Sunday, Apple's like, this is how much time you've spent on your device. 25% longer. You should feel horrible about yourself. And I do. I do feel horrible. So I need this podcast, this six-part series, actually, uh, investigates how our relationship with technology is impacting our health and our mental health. Uh, So I highly, highly recommend everybody tune into it. Yes. The Body Electric is a fantastic new podcast on NPR that explores our relationship with technology. I mean, we cannot deny that it is not impacting our health. And this is fascinating. So you can listen now to Body Electric on the TED Radio Hour from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. That's Body Electric on the TED Radio Hour from NPR. Check it out. Sarah, what's the next question? Uh, Next question. I've been trying to work on maintaining my goals, but I'm struggling with consistency. How can I stay motivated when my schedule changes or I'm busy or when I'm not seeing the results I want to be seeing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is more, I feel like the, the direction I go when I am confronted with the same thing is that I make my goals teeny, teeny, tiny. Yes. Like the smallest goals in the world. So if I want to not be on my phone as much as then I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to do five minutes less of phone time today, which feels manageable or 20, you know, just some little tiny thing that will make me feel good about what I'm doing, the direction, the one degree that I'm shifting. Oh, I like that. It's like a foot in the door kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, I like this when you have any sort of uh, physical goals. Like I want to go for a walk. I want to like work Mm. out. I'll just say, I want to like stand up and put my shoes on Mm -hmm. magically. My feet take me right out the door (laughs) as soon as the workout goes going. But if I say like, I'm going to go walk for a mile, fuck that. I am not doing that. No, fuck that. Walking is the worst. So I either like do really teeny tiny manageable ones or, I go the exact opposite and I turn the plane around 180 degrees. Uh, So uh, if I want to, let's, let's stick with running. Um, So let's say I want to be a runner. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said walk, but sure, uh, we'll run. (laughs) 
we'll stick with moving our bodies. So let's say I want to be a runner and I'm just like, there's no, absolutely no way I, I can imagine doing this. This is horrible and I feel no motivation. Uh. Well, I'm going to go ahead and I, Side note, I don't recommend this for everybody, but I'm going to go ahead and make it my entire identity. Yes, I love so, this. So you know where I'm going. So I'm yeah. getting the cutest like running pants and shoes and outfit. I'm getting the best playlist. I'm spending so much time on that playlist. I'm getting the apps. They're going to track my runs so I can see. I'm going to tell all my friends I'm, I'm going to find a running community. I'm going to like get online and get into like the Reddit running message boards to see what like all the tips. I'm going to spend a lot of money if i have the money on the best shoes out there so that i can feel good in what i'm doing i'm gonna go find communities so like my identity now is i'm a runner and it makes it so that i also am going to spend a lot of time during the day like put like this is a big part of my day now and it's going to be a routine and it's going to be something i'm going to challenge myself on i'm going to reward myself and i do all the good runs uh so either little teeny tiny goals <laughs> Like, I'm just going to put my shoes on at least and see what happens. Or this is my fucking identity now. I don't care how annoying I am. And there's some, uh, like, that can be a a coping strategy Mm -hmm. and a way, like, a survival strategy. You know, I used that same technique when I was taking care of my mom after she had an accident and, like, her entire body was broken. And uh, that's how I think I became a snowboarder. I like in mm. my mind was there. And then by the time I got to Denver, I made a playlist, bought a new outfit, da da da, on used because, you know, I'm not made of <laughs> right. money over here. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, just like got so into it. And by the time I got there, I was like, well, the easiest part of this is snowboarding. Like I already mm. have the outfit and the playlist mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the, the uh, apre ski party. So like <laughs> now just like get down the fucking mountain. We're good. Yeah. Right. I mm-hmm. like that. Yes. So you know, that's extreme, there, but there is a, a a tool that I use with pretty much every single client and a way to set goals that I think is the most helpful. And that's doing something called making them smart goals. I think, okay. you know, when you're talking about like those those little goals, I I often um spend a lot of the time in the first few sessions with my clients, really narrowing in on focusing on what the goal is. Cause sometimes, you know, when you have a goal of like, I want to be happier, that's so ambiguous. Like your brain doesn't know what to do. And like, when, like, okay, you want to be happier? Well, what if your dog dies? Then that your brain's like so confused. It's like, what, mm-hmm. what? We're supposed to be happy. And then it feels like it's failing because you have like a bad day or whatever. And so you want to, set yourself up for success with making goals that are uh, what I call, not I call, I didn't make this up. This is just what they're <laughs> called. Smart goals, S-M-A-R-T. Right. So like the most helpful acronym there is. Uh, first, let's make them specific. Mm-hmm. Very specific goals. Something that you could, like, I'm ha- I want to be happier is not very specific. Super but if general. you said, I want to be in a better mood when I'm at family gatherings. That's something mm. that maybe we could measure and maybe we could work on. I might even ne- like dial that in a little more too. Sure. Uh, next is M, measurable. We have to mm-hmm. be able to measure these goals. Being able to track these goals, just like we were talking about with like the hair and, and not being able to recognize that growth. 
Um, there are so many different ways to measure goals. There are assessments that therapists have. There are tools that you can find online. You can track, like we were talking about your mood throughout the day. It could be, uh, you know, if you're somebody who's like going, oh, I want to, uh, uh, be active three days a week. We have like a specific number of days and get really specific. How many days, how long, like, and we'll get into that with the other letters. Uh, then we have a achievable. Let's make this goal achievable. I am not going to set a goal of like, I don't know, becoming an NBA basketball player that mm. might not be achievable for me. Mm, and that's not. okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Next, uh, are relevant. Is this even relevant to my life? Mm -hmm. If we're like, if you're looking to set a goal, that's uh, maybe not going to be a value to, mm -hmm. I don't know, your overall like life worth living goals. Maybe mm -hmm. we don't need to focus on that. Maybe there's, there's somewhere else to put the attention yeah. or energy. And I think there's the relevant thing is like, where where is this coming from? Is it coming from you internally or is it coming from outside of you yeah. trying to be like your cool friends or your parents think that you should become a doctor or whatever, yeah. but that's not actually relevant to who you yeah. are. I always think about like, well, and maybe people are feeling that like any female who ha grew up during the nineties and two thousands and the like pressures. I mean, I'm sure we all feel like kids are feeling the same, but it was like this emaciated look that every, you know you're you're overweight mm -hmm. if you like have any sort of curves to your body that that is not relevant to me the science that somebody wants me to be and right and yes. no thank you and uh last t time bound let's put some time parameters on these so you don't want to be like in some time you know boundaries in this we don't want to be like doing this for forever it also gives us a chance to like I don't know, see the finish line in a way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to, and it maintains motivation, I think. You know, I want to be able to uh, exercise or move my body three days a week, but by when? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. but man, maybe you'll achieve this sometime in your life. Like, mm -hmm. it's almost like, you know, it's, I work better with deadlines. You know, a lot of people say like, oh, you know, I procrastinate until the due date. Yeah, because that due date does something to apply just the right amount of anxiety to be functional, like to be beneficial right. and helpful. And so yeah. we can kind of do that in our minds. If I want, you know, we, we do that all the time of like when we set a goal for, um, like I want to do this by graduation or I want to do this by the end of the year or I want to, you know, whatever it is, learn mm -hmm. how to dance before my wedding, like something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So time bound. These, I, I like the, this, the smart goals. I like this acronym because if you don't do something like this, then you're going to 
have that desire, you're, you're still going to like have goals of, I want to be more social. I want to have more friends. And then you're not going to do any of the things that are going to lead you to attracting more friends. And you're going to come back in to talk to me every week to let me know that you're still not like making friends. You're still not meeting new people. You're still feeling really lonely. Uh, and the fact that like you're not doing anything about it and it's making you feel bad, then it just kind of like keeps on getting reinforced week after week after week. And then you have this thing to like hold up to me and to yourself and to the rest of the world being like, see how I'm failing? I'm not doing anything. I have this goal of being more social, but I keep failing it. And it's a lot of it. Well, I mean, there's maybe different reasons why that might be happening, but one of the main reasons is that you're not being really specific about it. And we're, we're trying to like figure out how you can measure the goal and what would be achievable and what's more realistic. But if you can't even engage in that, then you just have the sort of the general feeling that you're not doing good enough Mm -hmm. and that life is just sort of feeling stagnant, you know? And sometimes the goal that you think is going to be the one that's going to get you where you want to go may not even be correct. And so I'll give you an example. I Mm -hmm. was in a, uh, I think it was a DBT training, like a a, a type of therapy, like a training. And uh, I was, you know, she, I was like the, the participant, the, the sample client. Mm -hmm. And she asked me like, we all like, thought of a goal that we had or something that we wanted to be better at or change. And I think it was something like, um, like I didn't feel like I had enough time to do all the things I need to do. I felt like a lot of pressure of like balancing the different jobs I had to feel like I'm always kind of like not doing enough in one. And my mind, like surface level says I need to be, my goal should be checking off the boxes to get my job done for me. It was probably something like post on social media for like Mm -hmm. the podcast I'm on, which I'm Mm -hmm. like terrible at remembering. (laughs) So we got down after doing the smart goals and really like going over, but like why and why and for what purpose and, and why is this relevant to you? And, and how would we measure these things? What came up was that it, the thing that I really needed to do that was kind of connected to all of this was eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that I didn't have the energy, like how, what's happening? What kind of things are happening during your day to maybe prevent these because we were able to be more specific or measure things. And this came up after the course of like a few days, you know, Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, we tried this, then what, then what, then what, and found out through getting more specific and, and following this like smart goal kind of outline sort of, uh, what the real goal was and, and what I needed to achieve the overall goal that I had, which may be, okay, I want to be happier or I want to be like more social, but you can get deeper on the, the, a specific goal that maybe plays into or, or will help that and overall life worth living goal you have. Mm -hmm. Very good point. Yeah, Yeah. love it. So hopefully you guys can use that tool. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Um, I think so we, we have, have a, questions. We have, yeah, we have a bunch of questions, but we'll try to like get through some of these other questions a little more quickly. Not yes. so much a speed round, but... Yes. <laughs> Because we got a lot of questions that were sent in. So here's another one. How do you navigate the guilt of outgrowing people that aren't on the same healing journey as you? This is very hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because this is going to maybe happen, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's interesting. How do you navigate the guilt of outgrowing people? Do you do you experience it as guilt? I would I would get more specific on the emotion. I would say guilt is like I did something bad. So then I would say to the client, like, what did you do that was bad? So you're mm-hmm. saying that the that putting your needs for like your own self growth mm-hmm. is bad mm-hmm. because it they aren't doing it. Let's pick a. I'd pull up the old feelings wheel, and I'd say, Let, could we find a, a more specific, more like nuanced emotion for that? Do you feel disappointed? Do you feel sad? Do you feel Grief, Um, yeah. Grief, like I would, it's kind of like grieving the old relationship you had. That's probably more it. But I would imagine that maybe they're feeling guilty because they're being told to feel guilty. You should feel Mm -hmm. guilty for abandoning me. You should feel guilty for changing this relationship. You should feel guilty for ending this relationship or not being, you know. So, yeah, the emotion is probably more like sadness, loss, grief. The guilt might be coming from outside of you and where they're telling you to feel guilty. Um, that's more their shit that they need to <laughs> yeah. resolve or figure out or something. You don't need to take on guilt because you're being told to take on guilt, right? Such a simple way to put it, but so true and yeah. like something we forget. And I like to play, okay, well, what if you didn't do that? How would you feel? Mm-hmm. So you feel guilty for growth. So – Let's pretend you didn't do that. Let's just not grow then. Let's Maybe you should stop growing. Right. Yeah. And then they're okay. like, what? No, no, I would hate that. Okay. So <laughs> that is that we shouldn't feel guilty for something that we would feel terrible right. if we didn't do. Right. Right. Good answers, Sarah and yeah. Jeff. Okay. Sarah and Jeff. Yeah. I uh-huh. love this one. How do I get my partner into self-growth with me? Yeah. I was going to ask that one too. Um, oh, that is so hard. I think that... <laughs> I. Typically, when anyone asks a question about how can I get my partner to do a thing, um, I'm usually like, well, let's focus on all the positives that you're experiencing. So you talk to your partner about like, I love going to therapy. I'm learning so much about myself. I'm making all these really cool changes. All these insights make sense. I know myself so much better. I feel so much relief, liberation. I have this amazing uh, relationship with this therapist. I love talking to them. It's making me grow in all these different ways so I can be an even better partner for you and in this relationship and at work. Yay. Right. So like if you, (laughs) if you talk about all of the wonderful, lovely things that you're experiencing, hopefully and likely that will influence your partner to at least start thinking about it. Right? What are you smirking about over there? I was just Sarah? laughing because I, I just wrote down this because I was like, don't forget to say this, Sarah, because I made have ADHD and I will forget. Okay. Uh, you, in a way, have to be your own commercial for self growth. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because, mm-hmm. like, 
commercials are always convincing us. Like I'm like, oh my God, maybe I need to do this. Everybody else looks so, uh, they look great driving that car. I need one of those cars. My life won't be the same without it. So that we're essentially mm-hmm. just like live, a live and breathing commercial for self-growth, but yeah. it wouldn't work. I probably wouldn't buy it if the car commercial was like, you have to buy this car. If you don't buy this car, you are an idiot. And you right. like, uh, no, I'm, I'm like, that's not what I want. That, mm-hmm. I don't trust yeah. that. Exactly. Why are you being so pushy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There so that's go. what I was giggling at. I was imagining somebody selling uh, <laughs> therapy like a commercial. <laughs> uh, here's another question. Uh, do, which is kind of related, I guess. Do all grownups feel like kids or will this feeling stop at some point? What a great, fun, adorable question. I hope it never stops. I knew you would say that. There's a, but didn't didn't you, Sarah, when you were little, did you think that like eventually there will be a time where you're like, I'm a grown up. I'm no longer, you know, and, and then you start growing up and you start to think like, wait, when is this fucking feeling actually? When am I, you know what I mean? I have little waves that? of it. I have a little waves of, of being a grown up? Yeah. Oh, tell us about it. Yeah. Like, um, uh, when I set a table and I use napkin rings, <laughs> I'm like fucking grown ass shit right there. Uh, when I almost every time I make a grocery list, I know that seems silly, but mm. anytime I, uh, almost every time I am med compliant, I feel like oh, a grown up. Sure. I'm like uh-huh. fucking crushing it. Uh, oh, you know what made me feel like a grown up more than anything else? This is the most ridiculous thing, but I will hold on to this feeling and I'm like, oh, I want this more. And that is a behavior change because now I, I will never stop doing this. When I booked my dental, my next teeth cleaning appointment for the six months from then and actually went to it at the same dentist's office and then like <laughs> at, got it with it. And it wasn't like in a new city or... <laughs> you know, I used to always get my teeth cleaned in Costa Rica because they have excellent dental, like oh, very know. good and very cheap and like real quality. So I would get a dental, like just cleaning. <laughs> I got no cavities. It's fine. Sure. Uh, so, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that made me feel like a grown up when I, when I went to, into my six month appointment and uh, actually kept it and knew what my schedule yes. was going to be. What? Oh my God. What? Very grown. Very I'm mature. basically retired. Yeah. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Elderly. <laughs> Uh, other than those like four things that Sarah, (laughs) I think that, yeah, (laughs) she and the rest of us still continue to feel like kids underneath it all. And that like, like, I have a blankie and I wear overalls like six out of seven days a week. So, right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, no, uh, do all grownups feel like kids or will this feeling stop at some point? No. Yeah. We all feel like kids. Like we're just sort of like doing the best we can and And there's some acceptance around that that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. I think what happens as you get older is you start to accept that it's going to, I think it's Socrates that said this, but me not knowing just further proves this point. Uh, (laughs) I know I'm intelligent for I know I know nothing. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we just settle into not knowing. and, And then if we can just maintain that curiosity, then I feel like we can like be like a young old person. Very wise, so wise. Is I mean. a, a philosopher, not me. <laughs> no, take but I'll take it. all the credit. So. Yeah. Um, here's another. Uh, why does self growth 
feel worse before it feels better. Oh God. All growth does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like everything. Yeah. It, I think of it, there are so many different analogies for this. It's like filing a nail. It's like, uh, you know, you get a little hangnail and it, like, oh, that's annoying. And you got to a- apply friction and a little force to buff it out. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, there are like a thousand different metaphors you could use with this. Like anything that, like change is just messy. Like look at the, we don't even know what the hell goes on inside there. Like scientists like don't even know, but what's happening when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly? Like we know the process, but they essentially like turn into this weird goo stuff and then just like emerge as a fucking butterfly. I'm cursing a lot in this episode. I don't know. But I, <laughs> I love I, it. I, it, it it's up. fine. I'm going to keep fucking doing my thing. Uh, so yeah. So like that is like, if you look at a close up or you look at the, like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly process, it is so messy and so nasty and not like they come out like, Oh yes, here we are a butterfly. Mm -hmm. It's like breaking free and gooey Mm. and gross. And so changes like that too. It's like messy (laughs) and gross and weird and it is. It. Yeah. There, yeah. and there's, so when you're growing, you're, you're, uh, leaving your comfort zone, you know? So every time you leave the comfort zone and grow or expand that comfort zone, you're going to get into the next zone, which is, do you know that somebody named these zones, like an actual therapist named the zones, there's the comfort zone, then there's the stretchy zone, and then there's the die zone. I don't nope. <laughs> you didn't but I'm going to stay away from that zone. <laughs> exactly. So if you're in the comfort zone, you want to like, you want to just go into the stretchy zone. And basically you're going to try to do things a little differently, get out of your comfort zone, do new things so you can stretch into the stretchy zone. But really you're just trying to get into the stretchy zone to make your comfort zone even bigger. Uh, oh, and, okay, okay. and we can't jump all the way to the die zone of like, oh my God, if I did that, I would die. Like, because that's, you're 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 moving way too fast. You're probably going to have a horrible time and want to go deeper into the comfort zone even more because that was such an upsetting experience, you know. So somebody who goes and does you know a jump bungee jumping that like did not want to do that at all and it was traumatic and now they can never go on a bridge ever again, sort of thing. You just went to the die zone. We just want to go to the stretchy zone, right? Yeah, I've yeah. heard this described as type one, two, and three fun. What is type three fun? Oh, it's type three, uh-huh. the die zone. Yeah. Like, type yeah. three fun. So this was from REI. I just like Googled it real quick because Eli uh-huh. loves to reference this. He's like, I'm looking for type two fun all the time. I'm like, oh, type one for me. Thank you. Please. Type three fun is probably not fun at all. And afterwards you think, what the hell was I doing? Like, it was like, that was like stupid. You kind of like maybe learn from it, but like, I don't want to go through that again. Type two fun is miserable while it's happening, but fun in retrospect. So like any day skiing, camping, all Mm -hmm. of that stuff where you're like, oh God, I'm freezing. But wasn't that awesome? Like, Mm -hmm. so, you know, that trip to Alaska or whatever, that's all like type two fun. And type one fun is just enjoyable while it's happening. Just simply fun. Just... Mm -hmm. Having a good regular. time. Yeah. Yeah. Regular. Yeah. Regular. We just time. have like one, type one fun, please. Yeah. Staying so, in your comfort yeah, zone. That's like the, that cozy. comfort zone fun, please. Yeah. But yeah, not a lot of growth from, from that. You have not to kind of growth, step out. But needed, you know, in, like. Right. Some balance, please. Exactly. Right. Yes. 
Well, we might have to continue this and do like a part two because we have just, we could talk for so much longer and we are already way over on time. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, let's, uh, let's wrap it up over here. And then maybe like, if you guys have more questions for us on self-growth, we will gladly continue this conversation in the next episode. Yes. And if you want to call us, you can call us. Our voicemail number is 313-338-8828. You can also find that number in the, uh, in our notes. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Bye.